listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. My guest today is author and founder of Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary, Melanie Sue Bowles. Melanie's here to talk to us uh, today about her recently released book, The Dogs a Proud Spirit. So we want to talk to you a little bit about the horse sanctuary and, of course, now, I guess, the dog sanctuary. So we'll talk to her a little bit more about that. So everybody stay tuned. We're going to come right back after these commercial messages. We're going to talk to Melanie Sue Bowles. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and joining me now is author Melanie Sue Bowles. Melanie, welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. First of all, congratulations on the latest book, The Dog's a Proud Spirit. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Absolutely. So we're going to delve into that a little bit here in a moment, but I've got to let our listeners know and have you explain a little bit more about the uh, Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary. Uh, Give us the website and also tell us a little bit about what you do there and how that all got started. Well, Proud Spirit is actually one of the most successful, longest existing facilities for horses in the United States. We've been in operation for over 20 years and in large animal rescue, that's almost unheard of. Mm. Um, it, you know, it can be pretty uh, all-consuming and exhausting, and um, p- 
people get burned out. Uh, so we're really proud of what we've been able to accomplish here. And, um, you know, when you open your, your home and your heart to animals in need, it kind of becomes like a field of dreams, you know, build it and they will come. Right. And uh, <laughs> so in amongst all the horse rescue, we also unofficially rescue dogs. Is that something that is uh, relatively new or just happened to come along hand in hand or hoof and foot, hoof and paw? (laughs) Hoof and paw. (laughs) Well, my husband and I have always been huge animal lovers, and whenever we see a need and if we can act, we do. We have taken in lots of cats over the years, and, and, you know, when you live out in the country, you deal with a lot of stray dogs, and we never turn our back on them. We take them in, and we frequently get them spayed or neutered and then try to find them homes. So, yeah, I guess to answer your question, we've always kind of taken in dogs along with the horses, and, and we've we've placed dozens, but we have, we actually have a baker's dozen living with us right now. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, have, we have 13 dogs. That's a good number. I like that number. Yeah. The website, how can people find out more about um, Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary? Well, our website is horsesofproudspirit.org. And my three books, I have three books out, which kind of chronicle the entire story of how the sanctuary got started. And my first book is called The Horses of Proud Spirit, and that came out in 2003. And as I mentioned, that chronicles the startup of the sanctuary. And then my second book is Hoofprints, Stories from Proud Spirit. And that's kind of a continuation of, of how the sanctuary evolved and how we have grown over the years. And tells the stories of many of the horses that have come to us and found safety at our gates. And a lot of my readers, I would get a lot of email and questions about the dogs that we've taken in. And and so many of my readers kept asking for stories about the dogs. And so I discussed it with my publisher and they said that they would be very interested. So I sat down and just started writing about the dogs and it turned into a book and we're really proud of it. And we're hoping that it brings about more awareness. We've always been, like I mentioned, we're huge animal lovers. And so the focus of my writing has always been trying to shine the light on the way animals deserve to be treated. And I do address some serious issues facing the, the equine and the canine community, you know, overbreeding and spay and neuter. And I think the heartbreak of dogs left in lonely pens or chained to trees and you know, or the hundreds of thousands of dogs that are euthanized in this country every year, which is, I think is just a tragedy. And so I do try to bring about more awareness because I believe that more awareness equals less abuse. But there's a lot more in the stories, in the books. You know, there's a lot of comical stories and some are very uplifting and some are heart-wrenching. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and there's, there are wonderful stories. And I know from my own writing styles, I like to write about the, the stories, the animals I've helped out and being involved in rescue for all these years. It's uh, Some of them are heartfelt, some of them are touchy, some of them are, will definitely make you cry. I will put you on the spot here, though. I won't say what your favorite story is in the book, but what is one of the stories in the book that after you wrote it, it sort of enlightened you or enthused you or you, you almost forgot about it until after you started writing it again? Ah, oh, that's a great question. Well, I have to tell you that the story of Molly, our very first dog, writing about her was really tough in a lot of ways. It was just because she was our very first dog, and she was a most exceptional dog. (laughs) You know, uh, they all are in their own way, but she will always hold such a special place in our heart. And writing about her passing 
was really, really tough. And, and I mean, I actually had to get up and walk away from it numerous times because I was, you know, through my own tears, I couldn't even really write. So that was just really tough. And to remember what she brought to our life. And, um, and I think she taught me, both of us, my husband and I, how much animals just spark our imagination and they enrich our lives in so many ways. And of course, learning to give and get unconditional love, it's, it's really profound. And on a happier note, in the book, I would say one of the funnest ones to write was about Hank, a stray who showed up, and he was a very cool dog, and, and the way I wrote that chapter and finished it up, it was exactly how I felt about him, and, and I hadn't realized it until I wrote his story, so that's, that's a really great question. So Molly and Hank, the two chapters that really touched me. Molly and Hank. So we have to definitely pick up a copy of the, of the book so you guys can read, uh, listeners can read more about Molly and Hank. Now, I know one of the challenges I had in writing, especially writing about stories of the animals, there's so many animals that are uh, part of my life, and I'm sure at the sanctuary you have some that uh, obviously get adopted out to write forever homes. As a writer, how do you narrow it down? Because obviously this book is a a nice-sized book, but it's not a War and Peace-sized book, and it probably could (laughs) be with all the stories. Tell us, uh, how do you actually narrow that down when you're trying to write a book like The Dogs of Proud Spirit? Yeah, it is tough. It's tough to make that call and to where to... I guess you try to focus on the ones that are probably elicit the most emotion, either, you know, laughter or tears. You know, there's there's some stories that are just kind of... You have a little trouble pulling anything really interesting out of it just because it was just kind of benign, you know? <laughs> so I guess those are the ones that kind of get eliminated. Yeah, I think when you write down the list, there's this, I know at least for me, it's this huge massive list of stories. And then when you start writing them and uh, you realize, well, they're probably not as much detail. It's a great story, great uh, part of our lives, but not as much detail in there. Or perhaps you covered it in a previous story with another yeah. similar type of animal. Great word. That's the perfect word is detail, is, is if you can actually turn it into a story. Yeah, if there's not enough detail to turn it into, yeah, so excellent word. Yeah, absolutely. We're getting ready to take a break here in just a moment, but I want to come back and talk a little bit more about the book and also talk a little bit more about the sanctuary and uh, success stories you've had there as well as uh, the challenges that you're facing today. So everybody, just hang tight. We're going to come right back after these commercial messages, and we'll continue our conversation with Melanie Sue Bowles and her new book, The Dogs, A Proud Spirit. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. Toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. 
I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, which you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash best and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash best. B-E-S-T. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And I'm here with uh, author Melanie Sue Bowles. as her uh, recently released book, The Dogs, A Proud Spirit. Now, Melanie, when putting together a book, this is your third book that you've done but there's always something that is learned from each book or, or the writing process in general. What would be the one thing that you could pinpoint that you learned most after writing the book? Well, I've always loved to write. Uh, I think I've always kind of needed to write. It's very cathartic. I'm not sure. I think just I think I've learned that while I love animals, I think the stories have taught me that I could never live without them. It's kind of one of those things that. You know, it's always very meaningful in life. You you know something in your head, but then something happens to make you realize it in your heart. And as I got the stories on paper and reevaluated everything that these animals mean to me and the life that we live, giving back, I just I knew that I could never ever live without animals in my life. Yeah, they're a huge part of our our lives, become part of our soul, become part of our family. And uh, I find it interesting the fact that, you know, some of us, at least I'll speak for myself and definitely my wife, Kim, you know, love for animals is from the get-go. Uh, basically, in the crib, we learn to <laughs> love the animals and have <laughs> animals in our life. But, you know, I had a client the other day. She had recently adopted her first dog and she was in her early 70s and she commented on the fact that she didn't know how she waited this long in her life to uh, bring an animal into her life because it's enriched her so much. Wow. So it's never too late and obviously uh, to learn how big of a part of life they can be and obviously they can get a hold of uh, you and uh, the uh, Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary to find out about how adopting a, uh, a horse or a dog. 
Well, actually, we don't adopt our horses out. We are one of the very few true sanctuaries in the United States. Once a horse comes to us, they have a home for life. Now, we have intervened on a lot of horses that have been placed in different homes. They didn't actually come to the sanctuary. But the majority of our horses here, they are not rideable or they've just been through enough. Okay, so you keep them there. And I apologize for that. So that, that's good information to know then. So they uh, they come there to you whenever they need help, they need support, they don't have the right uh, conditions or, or home to live in. Uh, yeah, we, we've taken in horses that have been confiscated by law enforcement. We've worked with law enforcement agencies all across the country. We've taken in horses that are owner surrenders, someone, you know, just acknowledging that they can't take care of their horse anymore. And, you know, every kind of situation you can imagine. And... Now, the dogs that are here are part of our family. These are not available for adoption either. But again, the exact same situation. We have intervened on lots of dozens of dogs, and we've placed them in good homes. But the dogs that we actually have right here are they're our dogs that we've, that we've adopted, and they will, you know, they're part of our family. Okay. So that being said, I mean, we're talking about a true sanctuary or a true home environment. So you, you've got all these wonderful uh, horses and, and dogs that live with you. What are the big challenges you're running to? And we know the challenges are probably why they came to you, but what are the challenges of running a, a day-to-day operation like that and run a day-to-day family of that size? Yeah, it definitely is. We are currently caring for nearly 60 horses. And, you know, a lot of people do wonder about the unyielding responsibility, and it is a monumental financial commitment. So, you know, those, I suppose the challenge is, I hate to say it, but it would be financial. That's, you know, any rescue organization, that's what you're always dealing with. Where's funding coming from? And we are a 501c3. We, uh, and all proceeds from my books go to the sanctuary, too. So we're always trying to improve book sales. And um, But as far as the workload, it's not work to us. A lot of people do wonder, you know, how in the world we take care of nearly 60 horses and 13 dogs. And it's just, it's not a lot of work to us. And I don't know how to explain that, <laughs> but it's not because a lot of people just have a lot of trouble believing that. Well, I don't have 60 horses or 13 dogs, but I got quite a plethora of animals in our household. And if you guys are anything like me, uh, you get up and take care of the animals first, and then maybe you get around to eating your own breakfast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's just what you do, you know. As far as the horses, well, you know, and I, I suppose it sounds like a cliche, but all of them, and I think that you would probably say the same thing, anyone who loves animals would say this, that, you know, I get so much more from them than they get from me. And I, and I truly, truly believe that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they are, uh, they're family members. You know, they, mm-hmm. they really are, and I want to make sure they're well taken care of and uh, the enjoyment they bring and the laughter and uh, everything they bring to the table and bring to the family is uh, definitely well worth it. Yeah. But as a writer, you mentioned you enjoy writing, obviously, and you got all these wonderful stories. But there's a big challenge in the fact that you're running a large family, we'll call it a large sanctuary, and you got these stories. How do you actually find time as a writer to write a book, put it all in a book and publish it? Yeah, time. <laughs> well, I'm kind of a morning person, so I usually get up in the morning and do what I have to immediately. And then I spend a few hours trying to write. And then it's just, it's kind of back and forth. It's, I've got a crazy, I don't have a, a set writing schedule. I'm not that disciplined. I wish I was, but I'm not. So I'm kind of up and down. You know, I get back into my den and do a little bit of writing, and then I'm back out to the barn. And, and then uh, if I can squeak out a couple minutes, I'll run back to the den and 
So I don't have a really good schedule. I'm really bad about that. Right. But, but I think it's important. You know, when I talk to, uh, obviously on this show, we talk to a lot of different authors and some are very structured. Uh, some have their own little uh, place in the house or, or sheds or garages that they've converted into their own little writing dens. And others are more of, uh, I've got deadlines to hit. And others are like, instead of sitting down watching the TV, I'll block out that time, whatever amount of time it is in that particular day, and I'll, yeah. I'll do my writing. Yeah, I'm not disciplined at all. <laughs> I can't uh I can't make myself right. I have to feel inspired, I have to feel in the mood. I envy these people that are disciplined and that they actually treat it like a job and I've never been like that though. I'm so I actually I'm kind of I have said that frequently. I have to tell you, I have frequently said, I don't know how in the world I wrote three books. <laughs> <laughs> it is a time commitment. Even if you have a passion and a love for it, it is a time commitment you have to, to put forth to put it all together. But I think the key thing is, you know, I always like to, you know, in my comment just a moment ago, is there's no right or wrong answer, you know? Right. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I think everybody would love, like you said, to be able to say, okay, these two hours of my day is my time. Nobody bother me. I'm going to write. And for some, that works very well. And for others, like you, you, you do it when you have the inspiration or the time. And, and yeah. if you're like me, I, I sort of tend to finish things up when I know I have a deadline to do. <laughs> I got to get it done, and I do my best work under the gun. So I think it, it really depends on each uh, each writer, each author to put yeah, together definitely. their plan. So for our listeners, when they pick up a book, this book, "The Dog's a Proud Spirit," after reading the wonderful stories, what is the one thing you'd like them to walk away with after reading the book? Oh gosh. I just think that each of us as individuals can make a difference. I feel like this planet is an overload. We aren't taking care of the animals that are already here. And I just feel there needs to be a shift in our thinking. We need to start taking care of what's here. And that's the message I'm really trying to get across. And and if each of us thinks about that a little bit more, you know, if we stop breeding so much and so much irresponsibility, then inevitably there's a ripple of change and it continues to grow. I really do believe in the power of one. And um, like I said earlier, I've just always been a huge animal lover, and I get so upset at our the misconception of what dominion over animals means. It does not give us the right to exploit them or use them up for gain, for our gain. I think just the opposite is true. Animals don't have a voice to, to defend themselves, and you know they're essentially powerless to rise up against us. And I'm really passionate about this. Because of this, I just feel we have a moral obligation to ensure that they are provided for. We have to be their voice. And I hope that that's what my book conveys, that it's time for us to stop as humans being so arrogant and thinking that we are the most important thing on the planet. Yeah, and to uh, take care of the animals, whether they're your animals or you can get involved with a sanctuary like yours exactly. or at a local rescue. Uh, help those animals out, bring them into your homes if possible, and uh, spend some time with them and realize that, as you said, the value they bring us, the joy they bring us is much greater than anything we could possibly do for them. Yeah. Well, wonderful job on the book. Everybody pick up a copy of the book, The Dogs of Proud Spirit. Uh, proceeds go back to the Proud Spirit Horse Sanctuary. And obviously, uh, go to the website to learn more about the sanctuary. The website's horsesofproudspirit.org and uh, learn about the uh, sanctuaries. It's a 501c3, so you can make financial donations or find out ways to get involved and support the sanctuary. And uh, once again, pick up a copy of the book, The Dogs of Proud Spirit by Melanie Sue Bowles. Melanie, thanks for coming on to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio today. We really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was great to meet you both. 
My pleasure, my pleasure. Well, we're coming to the end of the show today. I'd like to thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. I'd also like to thank our sponsors and producers for making this show possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests that I've interviewed on my Animal Rights show and stories in my blog, you can go to PetLifeRadio.com. That's PetLifeRadio.com. Download the episodes, download this episode, as well as uh, read some of the blog information. And while you're there, be sure to check out all the other wonderful hosts and shows on PetLife Radio. That's PetLifeRadio.com. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for the show, please email me. You can email me at tim at petliferadio.com. It's tim at petliferadio.com, and I will be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the authors you want to hear most on the show. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life, share it in a blog, article, or in a book, and who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.